0: Go to CloudOptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's CloudOptimizer.com. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. An IBM breakthrough ensures silicon will keep shrinking. By Brian Barrett. The limits of silicon have not been reached quite yet. Today, an IBM-led group of researchers have detailed a breakthrough transistor design – one that will enable processors to continue their Moore's Law march towards smaller, more affordable iteration. Better still, they achieved it not with carbon nanotubes or some other theoretical solution, but with an inventive new process that actually works and should scale up to the demands of mass manufacturing within several years. That should also, conveniently enough, be just in time to power the self-driving cars, onboard artificial intelligence and 5G sensors that comprise the ambitions of nearly every major tech player today, which was no sure thing. For decades, the semiconductor industry has obsessed over smallness, and for good reason. The more transistors you can squeeze into a chip, the more speed and power efficiency gains you reap, and at lower cost. The famed Moore's Law is simply the observation made by Intel co-founder Gordon Moore in 1965 that the number of transistors had doubled every year. In 1975, Moore revised that estimate to every two years. And while the industry has fallen off of that pace, it still regularly finds ways to shrink. Doing so has required no shortage of inventiveness. The last major breakthrough came in 2009, when researchers detailed a new type of transistor design called FinFET, The first manufacturing of a FinFET transistor design in 2012 gave the industry a much-needed boost, enabling processors made on a 22-nanometer process. FinFET was a revolutionary step in its own right, and the first major shift in transistor structure in decades. Its key insight was to use a 3D structure to control electric current, rather than the 2D planar system of years past. Fundamentally, FinFET structure is a single rectangle, with the three sides of the structure covered in glass. Fundamentally, FinFET structure is a single rectangle, with the three sides of the structure covered in gates, says Mukeshkari, Vice President of Semiconductor Research for IBM Research. Think of the transistor as a switch. Applying different voltages to the gate turns the transistor on or off. Having three sides surrounded by gates maximizes the amount of current flowing in the on state for performance gains and minimizes the amount of leakage in the off state, which improves efficiency. But just five years later, those gains already threaten to run run dry. The problem with FinFET is it's running out of steam, says Dan Hutchison, CEO of VLSI Research, which focuses on semiconductor manufacturing. While FinFET underpins today's bleeding-edge 10-nanometer process chips and should be sufficient for 7 nanometers as well, the fun stops there. Around 5 nanometers, in order to keep the scaling and transistor working, we need to move to a different structure, Hutchison says. Enter IBM. Rather than FinFET's vertical fin structure, the company, along with research partners Global Foundries and Samsung, has gone horizontal, layering silicon nanosheets in a way that effectively results in a fourth gate. You can imagine that FinFET is now turned sideways and stacked on top of each other, says Carey. For a sense of scale, in this architecture, electrical signals pass through a switch that's the width of two or three strands of DNA. It's a big development, says Hutchison. If I can make the transistor smaller, I get more transistors in the same area, which means I get more compute power in the same area. In this case, that number leaps from 20 billion transistors in a 7 nanometer process to 30 billion on a five-nanometer process, fingernail-sized chip. IBM pegs the gains at either 40% better performance at the same power or 75% reduction in power at the same efficiency. And the timing couldn't be better. Actual processes built off of this new structure aren't expected to hit the market until 2019 at the earliest, but that roughly lines up with industry estimates for broader adoption of everything from self-driving cars to 5G, innovations that can't scale without a functional 5 nanometer process in place. The world's in- sitting on this stuff, artificial intelligence, self-driving cars, they're all highly dependent on more efficient computing power – But that only comes from this type of technology, says Hutchison. Without this, we stop. Take self-driving cars as a specific example. They may work well enough today, but they also require tens of thousands of dollars' worth of chips to function, an impractical added cost for a mainstream product. A 5-nanometer process drives those expenses way down. Think, too, of always-on IoT sensors that will collect constant streams of data in a 5G world. Or, more practically, think of smartphones that can last two or three days on a charge rather than one with roughly the same size battery. And that's before you hit the categories that no one's even thought of yet. The economic value that Moore's Law generates is unquestionable. That's where innovations such as this one come into play. To extend scaling, not by traditional ways, but coming up with innovative structures, says Kare. Widespread adoption of many of those technologies is still years away, and success in all of them will require a confluence of both technological and regulatory progress. At least when they get there, though, the tiny chips that make it all work will be right there waiting for them.